Good morning, everyone. It's so great to be with you again on this awesome Sunday morning. I have the epicness that is Peter Brandis with me. Morning, Pete. Good morning, Barry. Uh, Pete's been so brilliant. We got such great feedback from our last conversation that I said to Pete, would you be willing to come and do a second installment? And he's just said, yes, he's so willing. And we want to draw some more of his wisdom. Um, so I want to just, just open it up with a, a couple of, of proverbs for you. Now, these proverbs are written by Solomon, who at the time was arguably the richest man on the planet. Um, the Queen of Sheba, who was the richest female on the planet, came to visit him, and she was blown away by his wisdom and blown away by how he had set up God's temple and the excellence with it. Just a, a great, great man. But let me read you a, a couple of his principles in Proverbs. Proverbs 4 and verses 5 and 9 say this. Uh, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Though it costs you all you have, get understanding. Cherish her and she will exalt you. Embrace her and she will honor you. She will give you a garland to grace your head and present you with a glorious crown. All the guys out there right now just understanding that wisdom in the Bible is always female. You know, we, we can argue that, that point later. <laughs> but here is Solomon, richest man on the planet, arguably, saying the thing he wants most is wisdom and understanding. We can learn from that right there. Here's another one, Proverbs 16 and verse 16. How much better to get wisdom than gold, to get insight rather than silver? Can you see the theme here? One more for you. Proverbs 19 and verse 20. Get all the advice and instruction you can, so you'll be wise the rest of your life. And so I, I, I use that as a platform to engage in a conversation with Pete so that we can draw on his wisdom, draw on the understanding he's gained over the course of his life, and he's got some expertise and wisdom, particularly in this area, in life in general, but particularly this area surrounding finances. So let's get around him, let's pull off of him, let's learn from him, let's be inspired from him, and hey, Pete's so humble, and we've just discussed this, haven't we, Pete? He's so, you know, wanting to help people, but have his humility. But let's allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us through him. Are you up for this, Pete? Sounds good. Okay, here's a question for you then. Could you talk to us a little bit about money and influence and the observations you made over the years? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, I mean, firstly, I just want to open up. You know, I am a human being. Um, that means I'm, I'm imperfect. You know, that means I don't always follow my own advice, my own views that I'm about to convey. You know, I do make mistakes. Um, but I think the, the observations I've made over the years, are, they're, they're multifaceted, right? There's no kind of, there's no hard and fast rule of, you know, get rich quick, not yeah. morally anyway. Yeah. Um, and the whole kind of pursuit of wealth, it's like, for what purpose? Yeah. So the whole world thinks the richer you are, the happier you're going to be, the more you can do. Wow. But, you know, Jesus was so counter to everything, right? Every miracle that he performed was counter to the way that the world operates, right? Yeah. And so I would say to everyone, if, if, you, um, if you trust God, if you love God, if you believe that God can do anything, then the accumulation of wealth should not be your goal to be able to do stuff. Yeah. The accumulation of wealth or any wealth that you might have is a side thing, but you know, God can do anything, right? Yeah, yeah. So you don't have to be rich or you don't have to have stuff to do stuff, yeah. right? God can take nothing and do everything 
through you yeah. to achieve what he wants to achieve. Yeah. So I think there's a key thing here is like if you're looking at um, you know influence in the world's eyes, well influence in, in the world's eyes is all around um, money, power, you know the ability to be famous, yeah. and therefore if I've got you know a million Insta followers or something, and I've got this crowd behind me, yeah. and my word matters, but in God's world, you can be the most meek, quiet, humble person and achieve yeah. far more than that. Yes. So you don't need the world's tools and wealth and money to achieve things that God wants you to Come achieve, on. right? Yeah. So yeah. There's, there's, there's two realms operating. There's the, the realm of, of, you know, our world's view on influence, power, money. And then there's God's realm of, you know, just use me. Yeah. Call on me. Yeah. Do it in my power. Do it in my name. Wow. And you can do far more than the physical of this yeah. world. You yeah. know, five yeah. loaves and three fishes. Or, you know, how much would it have taken to actually take a canteen or whatever, you know, a, a, a wedding function to feed wow. that 5,000 or 15,000, whatever the number ultimately yeah. was. Yeah. And what can God do with, with, with ultimately nothing, wow. right? So I think, you know, when you're thinking about money and influence, you've got to put it into context of, is that money to please the world and operate within the world? Yeah. Or is it to, to ultimately achieve God's goals yes. and live by God's yes. principles? Yes. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being a, a, money, a monetarily rich Christian, right? I don't think that money is evil, but the love of money and the position you give it in your mind yeah. and in your yeah in your situations is what, when people say, you know, the love of money is the, is the root of evil. Yeah. It's like, it's that if you, if you, if you give it a position to get a grip on you, yeah. that you yeah. can turn it into something, or it can turn you yes. into something you don't even realize, which is like pride and arrogance and judgment and, and stinginess and yeah. selfishness yeah. Yeah. and all of those things. Unfortunately, all those things are sort of born by the spirit of mammon and the whole kind of, me, 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 more, yeah. more, more. Yeah. yeah. And God's whole outlook on the world is it's all mine. Yes. I'm gonna entrust it to you. Yes. Do what I want you to do yes. for me and my glory. Wow. Well, if you're doing it through God, you can be a wealthy Christian and you can use money, but you've got a context that ultimately money is just yeah. a tool, yeah. right? It's yeah. just something, but it's you know, you have authority over it, yes. you choose how Very to use good. it. Yeah. Right, you, it doesn't control you. You control it, yeah. because you recognise that God has all the, the control, the power, the authority. Yeah. Yeah. God doesn't even need your money to do things yeah. through you. Yeah. Right. So that's the first observation. Another observation I've had is through um, there's there's three phases that you can be in. There's lack, there's provision, there's abundance. Wow. Right. So they're not. There's, it's not like it's a again. It's not like it's a monetary amount. It's not like if you earn less than this, then you're in lack. If you earn this, you're in provision. And if you earn that, you're in abundance. Yeah. You, could be, you could earn a million pounds a year and be in lack because you're just really bad with wow. money, wow. right? So you might earn a million, but have a terrible Coke habit, a terrible gambling habit, wow. and you just don't know how to use money. So you buy all those designer goods, but because of your Coke habit and your gambling, you trash all those goods yeah. and you owe everyone money yeah. and you bring in a million, but you don't have anything left over, yes. right? So lack is not like a monetary value. Yeah. It's a state of being. It's where wow. you don't understand how to use 
for how to operate in the world that we live in yeah. and how to use money or how to, how to budget and live in such a way that yeah. you own money, yeah. you control it, yeah. Yeah. right? Provision is a state which I think most of us live within. And again, I was thinking about this point, and it, it, it's quite an uncomfortable thing because if you took everyone in the church and then you said, you looked at everyone's sort of net worth, so to speak, then you're going to have a difference, right? There's going to yeah. be some people that have an awful lot of money and a lot of people that might be in debt or not have much, and there might be some in the middle. So, you know, for me just to say everyone is, is, is kind of in a state of provision, it's relative to the rest of the world. If yeah. you live in the UK, wow. generally speaking, most people live in a state of provision because yeah. we do have a welfare state and it's not perfect, yeah. right? It doesn't work all the time, but we have help and we, most people can live in a house and even if they don't like their clothes, they've got clothes on yeah. their back, yeah. they don't like their food, they still got food on the yeah. table, yeah. hopefully they got heating, you know. Most basic needs are met in this country. Yeah. But I think the problem we have is we want to live in this state of abundance or the appearance of abundance, yes. which is, well, I don't like my car. It's a, it's a, I don't know, it's a Ford or it's a Vauxhall or whatever, and I want, I want a Merc or I yeah. want this big Range Rover. I don't like my uh, home that I'm living in. I want this grand home or yeah. I don't yeah. like the clothes yeah. that yeah. I'm wearing. I want the designer gear. And, or do you know what? Shopping in, in Tesco just isn't me. I want to shop in... in Waitrose and M&S and we get this thing where we think that if I just have the finest of yes. things yes. then my life is going to be better and I'm going to be happier wow. And, wow. and then you know we end up getting into this rat race of thinking the accumulation of stuff so that I can get the nicest of things yeah. Yeah. will bring about the best quality of life yeah. which will then ultimately make me happy yeah. and yet the irony is to get the accumulation of wealth in a traditional sense means you have to work harder and you have to make sacrifices yeah. to get that yeah. more pay or income. And that takes its toll on you. Yeah. So you end up thinking, I've got to work, so, I don't know, you work a crazy job, you work 14 hours a day with a crazy commute, you're stressed to the eyeballs, you're living off of caffeine, your skin is terrible, you look 10 years older than you are, yeah. I need a really expensive break so that I can get over this exhaustion from the work that's killing me. Yeah. Why not just work a less stressful job yeah. and take yeah. a lower paycheck? So, so you don't true. need to go on that really expensive holiday that you think you have to have because yeah. you have this high profile yeah. job. Yeah. And there's this, there's this kind of, this crazy system that I see a lot of my friends actually um, sort of fall into wow. of this trap of more is needed because I've lived at this level and this hasn't made me happy. So yeah. what if I bump up my income by another 50, 100 yeah. grand? Yeah. What if I yeah. buy that bigger house? What if I own that better car? Yeah. Yeah. They're sat there chasing this endless dream and they get to the next stage yeah. and they get a, a pat on the back going, wow. oh, I've, I've reached it. Yeah. And it's not fulfilling. Wow. Why? Because it's not wow. God. Wow. And that's... Because don't they say that if you've got a roof over your head, a car on your drive, food on your table, a mobile phone, that you're probably in the top 10, 1%, 1% is it? 1%. 1%. And I think if you can put that in perspective, actually, wow, in comparison to other people, all of us in this country are doing really well. Mm -hmm. It's interesting when you talk about influence because you then start thinking, I think on average, most people look at the next bracket and think that's where we're on our aim, so mm -hmm. therefore the money's influencing you. I want more. Yeah. 
Whereas actually, if you can think, I'm in, already in the top 1% in the world, maybe I could be grateful with what I've got, get my heart right, and start to influence the money I have. Correct. That's, yeah, Correct. such a great observation. And I think that's, that's the key thing, is like, when you're going after more, the question I always say to anyone, yeah. for what? For yeah. what purpose? Why? What are you yeah. trying to yeah. do? You know, what, yeah. what is your end goal? Like, um, me, me and, my, me and my, my best mate, um, we went through school together, college, uni. Yeah. We actually worked at the same company for a couple of times. And we each set this kind of benchmark salary. Yeah. And each time we hit that, we were like, do you want more? And he was like, yeah, I want more. Wow. And I was like, when's it going to stop? And I remember wow. he hit 100K. And I was like, are you happy now? He's like, no, nah, I want 150. He hit 150. He hit 200. Wow. And I said, are you happy? He's like, no, I want more. Wow. And it's because, you know, the problem with, with, with wanting stuff Yeah is there's always someone richer than you. There's yes. always something yes. better. If you think spending a million pounds on a car is obscene, there's now 25 million cars wow. out there, like, like studied with the most crazy of metals and jewels wow. and stuff. It's like, wow. it is obscene, right? Yeah. But someone will go and make a $50 million car and a $100 million car. And like, yeah. Because there will always be more. There's, yeah. always a, there's always a new iPhone. Yeah. So the iPhone that was you know, touted as the best thing ever is now suddenly redundant because of the human wow. mentality. Wow to want new and yeah. to want more. And you can get trapped into a really dangerous mindset if you yeah. don't sort of pull away from it yeah. and put some boundaries in place yeah. in terms of, okay, well, what is it that, what is it that I need or want? Yeah. And is that want actually realistic and, yeah. and appropriate yeah. or not? Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, M, M and me, we, we, um, we, we've moved house. Yeah. Right? And I mentioned this in the last chat. Yeah. And, and to me, it's something that ticks the box yeah. because it's the house that I've always wanted. Yeah. Now, the danger is the house that I previously had was the house that I thought I always wanted. Wow. But that became not enough. Yeah. So we moved. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the danger is, do we then suddenly get to this state where we're like, this isn't enough? Now, I don't think it will be. Yeah. Um, I hope that my or our heads are screwed on. Or yeah. Not. yeah. But... As if you start you doing that, Pete, I'm going to get you to watch this preach back. Please do. Please do. <laughs> but the, it's, it's the whole thing of, like, you get comfortable, yes. right? So yeah. people get comfortable with income. They yeah. get comfortable with a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, to live in the state of provision, you've got to realize that most of us are. Yeah. You might not like everything you've got, but most people, your needs are being yeah. provided for. Yeah. The difference between provision and abundance is actually you can turn your own state from provision to abundance, which is if your income is greater than your outgoings, then you've got something left over, then wow. you've got choices. Wow. And that's what the state of abundance is. Yes. So it's not hitting a magic salary. Yeah. It's not hitting the jackpot and the lottery or some massive windfall. It's just a state of being that if you've got more money in your account at the end of the month than you started with, wow. then you're putting yourself... That now, that abundant. might be a fiver. Yeah. It might be a tenner. It might be a hundred It's an overflow. Yeah. It's an overflow. Yeah. And you suddenly go from that place of my income versus my outgoings, what's yeah. left over is greater, yeah. Yeah. I can choose because I'm not enslaved to debt. Yes. If your yes. outgoings are greater than your income, you're indebted to someone. Yeah. yeah whether it's a bank, a credit card, yeah. someone, a physical person that you borrowed yeah. from, someone, you're spending money that doesn't belong to you whilst you're in debt. Wow. But we, we've got into this state of being comfortable with yeah. living off of debt yeah. and living out of 
other people's pockets. It is the norm, isn't it? It yeah. is the norm. Yeah. And it's scary because society is actually built on that, is yeah. to get the mass population living in a state of credit and not a state of yeah. buying yeah. Yeah. Um, out of what you've got. Yeah. Because it makes the system money, which yeah. makes more money. And, and so companies don't actually want you to clear your credit card debt. They want you to pay the minimum payment wow. every month wow. to keep you indebted. Yeah. So to get to that state of abundance, well, let's, let's, let's take a step back. To get from lack to provision, if you are through no fault of your own or just some bad yeah. decisions that you've, you've got into a place of debt, yeah. you need to get out of that. Yeah. Once you're in a state of provision, enjoy it. Thank God. Be yeah. grateful for yeah. it. Be grateful for everything you've got. Your health, somewhere to live, people in your life, food, yeah. Yeah. job, whatever yeah. that is, yeah. be grateful. Because I guarantee you, you don't have to look far yeah. to see someone that doesn't have what you have. Totally. Right? So then to get to that state of, of, of abundance is just own yes. your responsibility. Yes. yes. Don't pass off the fact that I want something, I can't be bothered to save or work for it, I'm yeah. going to have it now. Yeah. Have it now, pay for it later, is what's killing yes. people's finances. Yes. Right? So, so my, my observation is, I myself, and, and through many times, have had to take a step back, check my own mentality and go, yeah. have I even got the right outlook on this? Wow. You know, am, I, am I someone that's being ignorant of all the goodness that God's given me? Yeah. And actually, yeah. do I need to take a step back, humble yeah. myself, yeah. thank God yeah. for everything I've yeah. got? And it's, it is a, I'm not going to say it's a daily battle, but it's a regular battle because we just live in this state of, you know, wanting more. Every human wants more. It, it boils back down to this whole heart condition in yeah. the end, isn't it? It's like, it search my heart, oh Lord, to see if there's anything unclean. And because we live in this world where advertising is thrown at us to spend more, to have more, like you're unpacking, and then we think we could do that, and I've done it myself, and Sarah and I have addressing things that, oh, we can afford that £60 a month fee, so we'll have it now, but then there's something else and something else, and that £60 becomes £100, becomes £200, and suddenly you're slave to the debt mm -hmm. because we sh could have waited. Yeah. And so probably your first advice to someone would be to address the debt. Address the debt. Yeah. Address the debt. I think, if you, I, think, I think if you need to get, or if money is crippling you, if money is owning you, yeah first thing to do is make some tough decisions. Yeah. It's potential, well, first of all, it's realize you got it wrong, right? Because yeah. no one likes to admit yeah. that they got it wrong. So you've got to deal with your pride, you've got to deal with your wow. heart, you then got to deal with your, 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 your wants and say, yeah. I'm actually going to say no. So yeah. like, um, if, you've, if you've leased something and actually, you know, you don't want to have to give it up and it might be a bit expensive, you might have to pay a penalty, but yeah. you're not going to be crippled by that debt, wow. take the hit. Wow. Give it back to the dealership or the, the shop, whatever yeah. you've, you've done. You might have to pay a penalty, but if you're free from five years of monthly payments that you can't afford, you know, getting financially free of debt yes. is the first wow. step. Wow. Um, there's also, I mean, look, if you've, there's, there's, there's charities out there, government schemes to try and get people out of debt. So, you know, if debt is an issue, even Christians Against Poverty, which is a, a great shout yeah. for them, you yes. know, yes. look them up, give them a call. It's one of those things which debt cripples. Yeah. Recognize if you've got debt, get out of it. Yes. Um, and then the next step is around budgeting. Wow. And that's all around, you know, realizing you've got a fixed amount of money. Yeah. 
and working that accordingly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, you know, budgets, people think of budgets as a constraint, yeah. but budgets actually open the door to other things. Yeah. So if you've got money coming in and you just spend it aimlessly, yeah. and at the end of the month you've got no debt, yeah. but you've got nothing to show yeah. for it, yeah. have you really done you much You could have been it? living in the overflow, yeah. but you've, you've just met... You just Correct. created zero. Because you've just spent it without any, yeah. any purpose. Yeah. So the next kind of observation is, is you've got to live with intent. Wow. So if you want to, and say you're in a position where, you know, you, you've taken on a job and you want to buy a property, which is a really good example. Of course. Because yeah. you want to buy a car. Buy, don't spend a lot of money on a car is my, my real observation wow. because cars just lose, lose money. Yeah. So the moment you spend money on a car, it loses value. The moment you've even put the key in. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you become that owner, it's already devalued. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas a house or a flat, you know, it is something that will accumulate value Increasing over value. time. Yeah. Bricks and mortar is, is wow. the go-to place. And that's where I've made yeah. my, wow. my, my money. It's funny you say that because before I was a pastor, I owned a window cleaning round. And I would clean windows in all of the, the, the estates in the town. And we'd, we'd clean the windows in the, what I would describe as the wealthy roads. Yep. And they would have these great big houses, seven, uh, in the biggest house I cleaned was a 10-bedroom house, masses of property. But the cars they drove were not the cars, kind of car I would want to drive. And it just shows you wealthy people yeah. don't value the car, yeah. they value the other things. Correct. And so I, I, I don't want to drive, well, I do. <laughs> I remember saying to Em before we got our, our, our um, Volvo, for, because the twins came along, yeah. I was like, I want a yeah. Range Rover. She yeah. was like, why? I was well, like, because I think they're cool. And she was like, okay, how much they cost? And I was like, this much? She was like, hell no. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in that conversation. And, yeah. and, and the thing is, like, but, you know, why? Because I thought if I drove around in a Range Rover, then I'd made it. But yeah. actually, the, stu the stupidity of it was yeah. all I would have done is cripple yeah. myself. Yeah. So that was a moment of kind of pride and selfishness. And actually, the, the, the Volvo cost us a lot less. Wow. It's a tank. But to your point, it's not the newest vehicle. Yeah. yeah. But we own it outright. We can afford it. and It's not a drain on your finances. It's not a drain, no. no. And it, the key thing to it, I guess, yeah. is exactly that. The road we've moved into is not a road full mm. of Bentleys. Mm. Mm. But, you know, it's people that know where to put their money into yeah. the bricks yeah. and mortar. Yeah. So going back to that thing about if, if, if you're looking, you can't afford a house right now or a flat and you want to get on it, you've got to create room in your finances to be able to raise a deposit. Now... If your job only pays you so much that you can only put away a certain amount, then be strategic, be yes, intentional around yes. what else can I do to yeah. potentially create a second income yeah. or to position myself for a pay rise in my job or yeah. to do... I mean, Dan, Dan Mills, I'm going to call out Dan Mills. When I met Dan, he was yeah. working in a fund administrator role. You know, I'm not talking about... I'm not going to release anything on pay or stuff, but Dan was in a relatively compared to what he's earning now, a, a lower paid job, and he won't yeah. mind me saying that, but he retrained himself yes. to get into yes. his change management role yes. he's in now, and he's just started another yes. role. And I've, you know, Dan and I are really close. We share stories on our journeys, and, you know, I'm so proud of him because yeah. he took the initiative yeah. to retrain himself to become more valuable in, yeah. in the employment space yeah. that has led to where he's got to now. Yeah. And so you don't just have to assume that, well, I have to wait on this employer. If the employer yeah. you're working for isn't paying you what you think you're worth, change it up. Wow. Threaten to move, wow. do move, yeah. get a new skill yeah. set. Like, yeah. You have to be intentional. Wow. If you're setting yourself a goal to go and get something, 
Don't expect it to be handed to you on a plate. Yeah. You have to say to, your, to yourself, is what I've got now going to get me to where I want to go to? And if it's yeah. not, then think about your skill sets. You know, yeah. my particular situation is um, uh, in, my, in my day job that I'm paid yeah. for, I, it relies on my communication skills, my organization skills, and people management skills. But at home, I love to tear buildings apart and rebuild them. Yeah. And that's how we've traded from a two-bed flat to a two-bed house to a four-bed house to another four-bed, but that four-bed is a doer-upper. Yes. And, and you know, I genuinely believe I'm going to turn that yeah. house wow. into the real moneymaker, so to speak. Yeah. But again, for what purpose? You've got to look at it and go, well, what am I trying to do? Yeah. And if you're just aimlessly trying to make money... Yeah you're going to be so like good. a rudderless ship, right? So You've good. got to have a purpose behind yeah. it. So um, I'm mindful that I'm, I'm doing a lot of talking That's on this cool. one question. Cool. But the last point I just wanted to make is if you, if you are intentional in what you do, yeah. overlay that with God yeah. and get God to guide you yes. and God to stand behind you and you wait on God's timing, then... Yeah. God can do all those yeah, things yeah. for you and with you yeah, and through you, yeah. right? If you do it in your own strength and you do it in the way that the world operates, yeah. I think you'll just be bitterly disappointed. And every step forward I've seen in my journey, it's wow. always been because I've said, God, I can't do it. Yeah. I need your help. Yeah. Please help yeah. me and please do it your way. Wow. And that's when God takes over and just And, and I guess it, it. it also, you know, as a spiritual, as a faith man... You've got to think, at the end of my life, what's it going to have stood for? Precisely. What, what am I about? What's yeah. it actually about? Because yeah. I could have had a Lamborghini and a seven-bedroom house and had all the holidays, but at the end of it all, when I look back, what's it been yeah. about? And it's interesting, some of the points you've talked on, they're so biblically true. You know, God says to Israel, you'll, you'll lend to many and borrow from none. Now, God's always heart has that we would be the lenders, yeah. not the borrowers. We'll be the head and not the tail. Yeah. These are the same principles you're unpacking. But then you talked about like boundaries, being intentional. Mm -hmm. When we talked about sex, we said God puts boundaries in because it helps us go forward. It's the same with money. Mm -hmm. Put in boundaries, budget, get out of debt. These are boundaries which actually help you to go somewhere, which kind of leads us on to another question. If we look back at our life and we say we want to be about the kingdom, we want to be about God, and we've got ourselves in a position where we've now getting budgets to, together and working and um, overseeing our money rather than our money overseeing us. Mm -hmm. could, you, could you talk about the whole idea of, of giving? Because I think for a lot of people, giving is a challenge. Mm -hmm. how, how do, well, talk yeah, about yeah, that so somewhat. I, I'm, I'm really lucky in the sense that both my mum and my dad are probably the two most generous people wow. I've, I know. Wow. Um, so I kind of got a head start on it. It's been modelled to you. It has been modelled to yeah. me. But it's been modelled because I've seen their generosity individually. Yeah. And I've seen God provide for them. Yeah. And I've seen God wow. make them more happy the more generous they are. Wow. So it, it kind of, for a while, I would sit there going, well, why? Like, you know, as a kid, as a teenager, yeah. as a young adult, you think, I need stuff for me. I need to get going. Because you're thinking about it in the context of what I have yeah. and what I need. Yeah. And it's all very much based on my abilities. Yeah. But when I when I sort of took stock and look at what my, my parents did, um, what my um, siblings, both my older sister and my younger sister, wow. are incredibly wow. generous. You know, I'm fortunate that I'm from a, a 
family of people that have yeah. a compassionate heart. So, you know, if you want to give, you can't give from nothing, right? So yeah. you've got to get out of that place of, of debt. And I would say to a lot of people, if debt is crippling you, you've got to get out of that. Yeah. yeah. Until you're out of that debt, yeah. you're not actually using your money. Wow. Right? So you've got to get out of that. That's the first thing. If you're struggling to give, it, you've got a heart issue. It's really simple. Wow. Um, and I, I'm going to soapbox moment it now. Go on. But like when, when we were a church, when I used to get up on the stage to talk about IJM, yeah. if I saw people with just a stone cold face, I used to sit there thinking, you're heartless. Now I'm not wow. going to mention names or anything else, but I used to think, why doesn't it move you? Because wow. if you see someone in a position where they... They are being either abused or, or mistreated. They haven't got the same start in life. Yeah. You know, the, the, I read in the news today about in Mozambique, there are kids being beheaded wow. by the local um, uh, IS supporters out wow. there. I'm thinking, if that doesn't move you, yeah. you've got a heart issue, wow. right? And if, somebody's, if somebody is in a position of lack, right, don't judge them. You don't know what's put them there. You don't yeah. know yeah. if, if their, their finances are badly managed because they're just bad with money or actually someone's defrauded them. You don't know the position that yeah. they've found yeah. themselves in, yeah. right? Someone's, someone's lost a job. Is it their fault? Not necessarily. Yeah. You, know, you don't know why somebody's position is what it is. Yeah. But if you can't have compassion on that person, yeah. your heart is... Uh, yeah. How can God yeah. use that yeah. if you can't have compassion? Yeah. If God is a compassionate God, wow. and God is an intentional God, then generosity and giving has to come from compassion and intention. Yes. So if you want to give, I always say that my goal is for me to get to a point in life where if God said to me, give it all away, wow. then I could go, there you go, because... Wow. There's such faith that I know God's not going to leave me stranded. Yeah. God's not going to turn around and go, right, I want you to give all of that away, yeah. and then you're just going to be destitute and homeless and, and, and in lack. Yeah. And that's difficult, right? But you can, you can build your faith in God yeah. by putting him to the test. Yes. And I don't mean, well, God, I've given that guy a tenner, so give me a Lamborghini. <laughs> Personally, I wouldn't want one. But it's, it's the, okay, God, this I can comfortably give. This is a stretch, Come on. but because it's in my abundance bucket, it's mine to give, Yes. then God, I'm going to stretch my faith wow. because I'm going to give wow. more than I feel comfortable wow. giving, wow. but I'm doing it because I feel prompted. I, yeah. I don't think you should just turn around to God and say, right, I want to get this, so right, you owe me now, God. Yeah. If you do give a to get. you owe yeah. me, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, give to get then you're attacking it from completely... You're, yes. You are attacking it. Yes. Yeah? You're attacking the yes. kingdom because you're treating God like an like a IOU. Yes. Whereas if you're doing it through the heart of, do you know what, God? Money is an area that I struggle with in yeah. terms of I wish I had more. I wish I could be better with it, but actually you can do things through me. Yeah. Every testimony of the person that was like, I don't know if I can afford to tithe, but I'm going to do it. Yes. I don't know if I can afford to build the house offering, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. God, you asked me to give that person some money, I'm going to do it. Wow. I've never heard of someone like not having a testimony Regretting after it. that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and in my life, every time I've done a like, um, what I call an over and above gift, yes. God's just completely blown yeah. me away yeah. by his goodness wow. and, 
and even like in the run up to the chat that we had last yeah. week or the week before, and even this, the amount of things that have gone wrong wow. in that house. Oh no. This famous <laughs> house, right? But God has just stepped in immediately yeah. with a solution. Yeah. And and you know, the latest thing we had on it was the electrics got condemned Done. in an area with an illegal fitting. Wow. But I knocked on my neighbor's door, who's an electrician. Yeah. He, he turned around and said, I'm going to help you do it, and I don't even want any money for it. Just cover the, wow. the cost of the parts. Like, that is God's grace and goodness. Yes. Yes. What he or no one else knew is we'd been generous previously, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and God had stepped up Open and gone, doors. you yeah. met a need, I'm yeah. going to meet your need. Yeah. And again, you know, we, um, we, we, we gave a gift, yeah. and then my work calls me up and says, by the way, here's a bonus. Wow. And it's like, it's, it's all these little yeah. bits and pieces yeah. where you, you can't, don't try and predict God, yeah. right? Yeah. But trust in him yes. and trust that when you do the giving, yeah. that he's not going to owe you. And I've always felt like the ball's in our court. It's yeah. just like you, 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 you've got money, you can manage your money, you can steward your money how you want, you can budget how you want. But if you make a choice to, to honor God, to honor people, to bless people, you're positioning God to say, yes, and, and it's amazing. Yeah. And I love what you talked there because I, I look at it from my perspective. The tithe is God. That's how I view it. I believe it's biblical. So that's God's. But then there's generosity. But then there's this other thing which I call sacrificial giving. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, I've given what's God's and I've actually been generous to projects and people. But actually, sometimes God prompts me, and I'm along the journey of my financial journey. Sometimes he says, actually, Barry, and it's just like, ouch. But then it's heart. Do I trust God or don't I? Exactly. And that's it. It's that ouch, that time when you feel that small voice. Yeah. And you look, the devil's not going to turn around to you and say, go and and meet that homeless person's need. You know, the devil wants you to go kick that person and kick them when they're down. Whereas, you know, if you're getting a small voice in your your head saying, give, you know, that's not the enemy trying to trip you up. Yeah. That's, that's the Holy Spirit. The enemy's Spirit not wanting you, you to give. Correct, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, it's all about this willingness mm. and this mm. trust. Mm. And, you know, God is an intentional allocator, yeah. right? So if yeah. Paul, and I said this in our, in our talk, was like, I don't look at uh, what I have as 10% God's and 90% mine. Everything yeah. I have is I'm yes. a steward of yes. what he's given me. Yes. I can't take it I with love me. That. I love that. But I can't right. take it with me. Yeah. So what am I going to yeah. do with it? Yeah. Am I going to be really bad with it and leave nothing to my kids? Yeah. Am I going to try and steward it so that I can yeah. leave something to my, my kids and have some generational yeah. thing to pass on? But am I also going to teach them wow. the value wow. of being generous Just like so that they you were can modeled. multiply yeah. it, right? Because wow. I've seen it in my parents and I want to pass that Come down. On. So, you know, if you, if you are genuinely struggling with a heart generosity... Just go online and type in poverty. Wow. Just type in wow. poverty, and you will get hundreds of wow. different links wow. to all the needs in the world. Wow. And there are so many needs out there. And, and you only need it, to look around. It's becoming part of the solution, isn't it? I love that like, generational thing. We want to, don't we, you know, when our time comes to leave the world in a better place than where we arrived and position our children to take it beyond that. Yeah. So that actually we are becoming the solution and part of that is money management. It is. Just, you know, we've just got a few minutes left just to kind of, could you just kind of round it up with the whole, looking at the concept of managing money and having a heart for the kingdom and, and how they work, how that works from your perspective? It's really simple. It's, it's, it's super simple. If you look at your money as not yours and you look at it as God's wow. and you therefore treat the money that comes in with the utmost respect yeah. because at any point God could ask you to give it away. Yeah. 
if you manage it carefully. Now, I'm not saying you don't eat and you, yeah. you, know, yes. you just live a life of, of complete poverty. But with, within the realms of what he's allocated to you, you yeah. might be the one coin, the three, one talent, three talents or five talents, yeah. right? Whatever he's given you, yeah. okay? Manage that within your realms carefully. Create that abundance, that yeah. difference. Yeah. So you can cheerfully give. Wow. And let, you know, do it early. Yeah. Get that faith yeah. so that you can do it early. So good. So that over time, so, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like I came into a hard generosity, probably in my mid-twenties, maybe, yeah. and then onwards. I kind wow. of wish I'd started in my teens, wow. because my trajectory now is like, so here, wow. in my teens, it could have wow. been there. Like, Wouldn't so, it be great yeah. if we had a bunch of teenagers who grasped that yeah. now? Yeah. You would say their life would be better for it. Yeah. Wow. And so I would say, thinking about the kingdom and thinking about money wow. is, is, if it's all God's, and you're looking after it, yeah. and he can trust you with it, wow. then is he going to leave you with nothing wow. to manage? Wow. Or is he going to leave you with more to manage? And that back to the point so I said good. before is, so good. is when you get that more, reset your mindset. It's not about you. Yeah. If you've got that pay rise, or you've got that bonus, or you've got that new job, yeah. or you've got an inheritance, or you've got a random gift. Wow. I mean, this is the point I really wanted to get across, is if, if a lump of money landed on your lap, no one knew about it, and you didn't know the source, what would you do with it? Wow. And that's the condition of your financial heart. Yes. Would you splurge it? Wow. Because no one could judge you, because no one knew you had it. Yeah. Would you invest it? Wow. Would you clear some debt? Would you give it away? Wow. Like, that kind of is a good test of where, where you're at. Right. And I would just say, in the same way, you know, the condition of your heart is like, what do you do when no one's looking? Wow. You know, wow. How do you treat money when no one's aware of it? Wow. And I think that's, that's kind of... If you think of it as God's, yeah. and you therefore, you're open to him having yeah. all of it, yeah. and using all of it, yeah. I genuinely believe not only will he provide, wow. but you can, you can influence, wow. because you're set in a position ready to give. Wow. And that's influence. So good. So good. Well, thanks so much for giving us your time. If you're in the chat box out there, say thanks to Pete, give him a clap. Give him a text if you know his number and say thank you. But you just got a wealth of wisdom and really value you. And love to Em and, and the family. Um, can I, just as I ran it up, can I get you to pray? Yep. For, I'm thinking for people who are at different levels in their financial journey, just for God's blessing, for wisdom, all those kind of things. Um, but just, you know, for me, I want, we will all stand before God at the end of our time. And for me, I want to stand before God and have him say to me, well done, good and faithful servant, with every area of my life. And let's face it, finance is a big part of all of our lives. And for me, maybe you can get that thought process in your head. When you stand before God, are you going to be able to say, I was faithful with what he gave me? Just a great thought to, to leave you with there. Pete, would you pray for some people? Yeah, sure. So, Father God, I just want to thank you, first and foremost, for, for the goodness that that you give all of us. You give us your grace, you give us your mercy, you give us life, you give us health. Well, I just pray for, for just the fact that, that you know, we're here and you created us and therefore there's a purpose in us because you've created us. Yeah. And Lord, I just pray that you know, if someone or there are people out there struggling with, with you know, just getting enough to get by, I pray for an abundance in their life where you, know, you can clear debt. If debt is hanging over them, I pray that you give, you give them uh, insight, uh, help them to, to reach out to the right places just to be financially free, Lord. Mm. I pray that mm. debt will not 
have any hold over anyone here in this message, Lord. I just pray for, for financial freedom there. Mm. I also just pray for wisdom and, and, and a heart, Lord. It, it doesn't matter, Lord, you know, how much any of us earn. I just pray that we all understand that you know, the numbers, the, the apparent appearance, none of that matters, but instead that you use all of us. Mm. And that we do what you need and want us to do, Lord. Mm. And me in- included, you know, I'm, I'm by no means an expert in anything, Lord. I just, just pray, Lord, that we, we have hearts that will say yes when you ask us to do. I pray that we'll be savvy enough to have resources to be able to give when you ask us to give. But also, it's not just a money thing, Lord. I just pray that we will just say yes when you ask, Lord. And it's in that yes that we build our confidence mm. in you mm. and our courage in you. And that's when you create that influence for us yeah. to, to, to change this world, Lord. So it, ironically, none of this is about money. It's a heart matter. And I just pray, Lord, that you work on our hearts to put us in positions that we can be effective for you. Mm. Amen. 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 Thanks so much, Pete. Hey, um, I always want to, every single service, give people an opportunity to respond to Jesus. And it amazes me that even when we're not specifically doing salvation-based messages, we're talking about money, but God can still work. God can still touch people's hearts. And if today you felt moved through our service, through the prayers, through the preach, through the, through the worship, if you feel like there's a prompt in you, if you feel there's an aching in your heart to say, I, I need this Jesus in my life, maybe today's the day you want to pray a prayer to invite him in. And I'd love to lead you in that. So let's pray. Father God, I just thank you that you love me. I thank you, God, that you created me with hopes and dreams in my heart and with the abilities to achieve those hopes and dreams. But today I acknowledge that I need you, Jesus. And I invite you, Jesus, to come and live in my heart. I say sorry for the things I've done that have separated us and kept us away from each other. But today I say, come and be my Lord, my Savior and friend. Come and live in my heart and guide me forward. And all God's people said... Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, get in touch with us. We'd love to go on a journey with you as church. We're called to do this life together. But for this moment, we're going to hand back to the worship team. So this is goodbye from both Pete and I. God bless you all.